is Pamela Kuhn, and the curtain is up on Center Stage, the show about the arts and the artists behind their work. Art festivals can hold enriching visual experiences akin to holding up and viewing through a kaleidoscope. When a global influence is represented through a festival ignited by the power of visual art, musical performances, talks and panel discussions, both political and poetic, and the power of cinema, you have a kaleidoscope that lays the groundwork for a potential cross-cultural experience that may be life-changing. At Purchase College, a festival has been in the making that takes you to the African country of Benin. Purchase College is building a bridge to present us to a country that many of us know little about. So my guest today is Professor Anne Kern, the innovator behind There, a global festival of arts, culture, and ideas celebrating Benin, which will be held at Purchase College from September 27th through the 29th. And something tells me that those three days will be packed with enriching visions that will keep our minds lingering about this country even after we leave the festival. Two events sound like standouts to me. The conversation and singing of the artist and activist Angelique Kidio, who is called Africa's premier diva, and the transnational short filmmaking project, which was launched to build a bridge with the power of cinema as a cross-cultural element between Purchase, Benin, and Haiti. Now let me introduce Anne Kern now, and welcome Professor Kern to Center Stage. Thank you very much, Pamela. It's lovely to have you again. I gather that congratulations are in order not only for the innovative qualities that you've brought to this festival, which we will discuss today, but to the title that you have just earned as the new Dean of Global Strategy and International Programs at Purchase College. Uh, forgive me, Anne, but global strategy sounds like kind of you're going to take over the world. <laughs> well, uh, I can tell you that my friends and colleagues have had no end of fun <laughs> coming up with variations on that name. You I know, can Dean of Universal Dominion and all those sort of <laughs> those sorts of things. But actually, a lot of the work that I have done uh, and the work that I'll continue to do is good old roll up your sleeves kinds of work. Because what it really means is that Purchase College, by creating this position, has decided to really make it part of their strategic plan to create global competencies for our students, which means no less than at for every student who graduates from Purchase College, we want them to feel like they are global actors, mm. like they have the tools to create and work and connect in a 21st century world that is global. And, uh, you know, because Purchase College is a public arts and liberal arts institution, mm -hmm. it's one that in some ways uh, has students that don't necessarily imagine themselves as being part of the world or as being young people who can go out and travel anywhere or could work anywhere. And we want them to know that they're 
the change agents we want to see. Really interesting. Did you push for this new title yourself? Was this your brainchild? No, no, not at all. No, no, no. It was really the brainchild of the current president, Thomas Schwartz, and also our current provost, uh, Barry Pearson. Yes, absolutely. Uh, The provost in particular is really passionate about these international initiatives, and he's someone who doesn't take no for an answer. And he likes to move fast, which I like. Yeah. As well. Well, no, no time to be spared. I mean, as you say, it's the 21st century. The world is a small place now. That's right. Um, very exciting. So now you are an associate professor in cinema studies at Purchase, right. mm-hmm. and your specialty really is in French film studies, I believe. That's correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about your background? Well, my background really is, as you say, as a French film and literature scholar. And so over the course of my career, in terms of my research, I've moved. I started as a kind of a modernist, meaning someone who is working on French and Italian literature and film between the two world wars, so 1920s and 30s. Yeah. And little by little over time, I keep creeping up to the present. (laughs) And that's right. And and so um, as my research has become more contemporary, one cannot help but notice this explosion of talent in Francophone or French-speaking Africa right. in cinema. And so I became more and more interested in this area. Uh, but it's really the transnational film project that we created at Purchase College over the last two years mm-hmm. that has made me turn not only toward uh, the continent of Africa, but also to think globally um, in the way that we're teaching and preparing film students to become the filmmakers of tomorrow and also the way we educate all of our students at Purchase College. Very impressive. Why Benin? Is there such a relationship with the whole Francophone thing, you know, with this area of the world that brought you to Benin or was there another inspiration? Well, the French have this really beautiful phrase that I like to use all the time and it is La vie est faite de belles rencontres. Life is made of beautiful encounters. And it's something that I really believe. It's something that's been true in my personal life, certainly, but also in my professional life. And really, that's how Purchase College ended up now undertaking a really major initiative in this tiny little country yeah. uh, in West Africa called Benin that many Americans have never heard that's of. That's right. I that's think. correct. Yeah. And I knew very little about just a few years ago. Um, but what happened was, uh, in the course of our of building our transnational film project, we knew that we wanted it to be a north-south project, meaning global north and global south engaging with one another. So we had a French partner in the beginning, but we thought, you know, if we just do another American, a Franco-American exchange, that's fine, but we really feel that our students need to be engaging with and we want to engage mm-hmm. with, with other countries in the global south. So it was our French partner who, who first went out and explored and met with film schools in various countries um, throughout Africa, not only in the Francophone African world, but also Ethiopia. And uh, now they've moved on and, and they're working with Nigeria as well. And while in the end we didn't stay connected to this original French partner, we, along with our students, went into Benin during the first edition of the Transnational Film Project in 2017. I had never been to Benin before in my life, before I landed there with my students at 11 o'clock at night, muggy evening, you know, kind of 
thick, the air is so thick, and you, but you can see and you can already feel this place as we're taking this rickety bus back to where the students oh would my. stay. And next, the next day, as the sun rose, it really was like something out of the movies. I mean, we all discovered together this incredible country that is one of the most stable democracies, and it is the most stable democracy, I think, in West Africa. It is an incredibly hospitable place. It's very safe for our students. And most importantly, it is so rich culturally, yes. artistically, and historically. And I just knew from those first days that there was that we'd be able to do a great deal with film, but also with the other arts as well. And part of that had to do with some early meetings with key local partners, including some of the partners that the entire community, the entire public can meet uh, over the course of our Benin Festival at the end of September. This is really something. You make this sound so easy. <laughs> but but actually, just organizing all of this and going into this country with these students, how, how many students did you have with you? Well, in the first year, we had nine American students that went. And they met with, they met up with French, Burkinabe, Ethiopian, and, and Beninese students. Um, and so we had that kind of great cultural mix the first year. In our first year, along with the French, we had 90 students 90. participating in five different countries, including New York, by the way. So we have, we've continued in our second year to on the model where we welcome Beninese and Haitian students to come to Manhattan and they make films because one of the constraints of our transnational film project is that when students present film ideas in order to be selected to make these short films you cannot present a film idea about the country you're from oh okay it has to be about another place and then the way we've put, Purchase has kind of put a twist on it as we moved on and um, are working with a film school in Benin and also in Haiti in the second year, is that that director then, who's, fr who's not from a place, so in let's say it's a um, Purchase College American student who's directing a film in Benin, we pair them then with a one to two film students who are from that country. And we think that piece of it is really crucially important so that it isn't a type of tourism. It mm -hmm. isn't simply a gaze from the outside. Then that director works with an assistant director and a producer who helps them shape and create and refine their ideas. Um, and those people are from the place. And so you create this really um, deep interaction between these of students. Course, of yeah. course, you've got this cross-pollination going. Exactly. So you're really leading people around the world. I mean, you are building bridges, so well, to speak. We're compelling them to work together through the common language of film. And mm -hmm. in a way, what we set up for them is so challenging that it's, you know, it's it really puts them through their paces and they come out much better filmmakers. So they can't be, you know, leading out with the ego. They have to nope. real, really be team players. So the rules of these short films, are these documentaries? Is it fiction? How does that work? It's a mix. It's mm -hmm. a mix. And so, for example, this year, uh, we made seven films. That we, The students made seven films in total. And um, so they, we had four films that were made in Benin. And so there were two documentary films and two fiction films. 
Two of the films were directed by American directors, but two were directed by Haitian directors that we brought, and Purchase College actually funds the entire project. So one of the things I'm really proud of is that uh, all of the students, American, Haitian, Beninese, they're all fully funded. And so we brought two Haitian, two of the most talented uh, young Haitian filmmakers in the entire country, and we were so lucky with our Haitian filmmakers that, to get such talent. They came, we brought them all the way to Benin, which for them is really a kind of homecoming, or that's how they perceived I it. I see. Yeah. I was going to ask, what was the relationship yeah. between Haiti and Benin? Yeah, well, I mean, it's a, it's a for all of us, for, for all, for Benin, Haiti, and the U.S., it's what I heard one speaker last uh, weekend call an invitation to a painful history. Yes, which I think because is a Benin actually had a coast that was considered the slave coast. So mo most of the slaves we had in the New World here were transported from the area which is now Benin. Isn't mm -hmm. it true? Well, yes. So um, of the 10 million or so enslaved people who traveled along the transatlantic slave route, they estimate that about two and a half came through this one route or artery that um, that ends up right on a beach that our students see when Shocking. they go to Benin in Ouida. for mm -hmm. the time, isn't mm -hmm. it? So yeah. our connection is through that transatlantic slave route, but that transatlantic slave route carried with it the roots of jazz, you know, That's so right. much of the percussion that came then through the Caribbean and up through mm -hmm. New Orleans and throughout the United States, um, percussion, jazz, R&B, blues, soul, you name it. And, um, and also many other traditions, including voodoo, right? That's One of the correct. things that Benin and, um, and Haiti have in common is that voodoo is still very strongly practiced in both countries. And this is actually, as I understand it, a religion mm -hmm. in Benin, voodoo. Oh, it's a religion in Haiti as well, in other parts of the world. And so there's a day, January 10th, every year, where in Benin, there's something called um, International Indigenous Religions Day. But it's really a day in which people who practice voodoo come from all over the world, and they meet on the same beach, the same place where UNESCO has erected a gate called the Door of No Return. Um, and that's the point at which all of these enslaved people shipped off. But it's also the place now where people who practice voodoo, which is cultural as well as religious, right, right. Um, they come there to celebrate um, their, their culture, their heritage, their religion together. And again, we have two groups of Purchase College students who are going to be able to participate in that um, International Indigenous Religions Day this coming January. Oh, that's 10. incredible! Really exciting. So, for some of we mere mortals, we th think of conjuring up a very negative, you know, kind of idea. Mm -hmm. But actually, I know the um, there are several celebrities from uh, Benin which we have to get into. But tying into that, the the uh, male model and filmmaker actor Jaiman Honsu actually did a film about the religion exactly. of voodoo. I exactly. believe exactly that's right. We're going to be showing it on Friday night during the festival. How Exciting. Yes, Friday, September 28th at 7.30 during the festival, we're showing this film. It'll be the New York area premiere. I think it's only been shown one other time in the U.S., which was at Miami International Film Festival. But it's true. It's about Jamon Hunsu, whom listeners probably remember from that incredible role he played in Amistad. That's but right. Yeah. And many others as well. And it's 
sort of a self-reflection because it's a homecoming. And Mm -hmm. he goes back to Benin and he explores all different areas of voodoo. And I, as someone who's been studying this intensely the last couple of years, learned so many things from this film that I hadn't known before about contemporary voodoo practice. It's really an interesting film. Well, I can't wait to see this. This is this is very interesting. Are are we safe? Are we safe with voodoo? I hope we are. So (laughs) I really think so. In fact, many people feel that voodoo is a very hospitable and also a very tolerant religion, Mm -hmm. contrary to popular belief. Now, Mm -hmm. there are edges of voodoo that are edgy. And, and mm-hmm. sometimes a little scary. And Jamon Hunsu shows those in the film too. But for example, we're pairing that film with one of the short films that were made during the transnational, that was made during the transnational project this summer. And it was actually made in Haiti, co-directed by a purchase student and a West African student mm-hmm. um, together. And it's about a gay woman who is a voodoo priestess. And she's one of 26 children of a voodoo priest, and her father chose her, even though she was openly gay in mm-hmm. a homophobic country, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to be his initiate, initiate. And to become his initiate means that she's the one who's sort of anointed to become the next voodoo priest in their family. So that film's called Monsieur Gina, or Mr. Gina. Very exciting. Yeah. I'm still trying to get my head around one of 26 children. That, to me, is just frightening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's just me. Um, so let's go back a little bit. When you first got off the plane, so to speak, when you mm-hmm. got to Benin, mm-hmm. what, what what were you met with? You know, you're talking about the weather and, and, and the, the humidity, you know, this new tropical place, so to speak. What were the people like to you? Were they welcoming? Yes. There's a phrase that Beninese people use all the time. You see it written in different places, and people will say it to you everywhere. They say, bon arrivé, which means welcome. And that's, I think, every single student in both years who have been on the project would say the same thing Mm -hmm. about how they felt coming into this place that is very different Mm -hmm. than what they live in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, it's just a very warm, welcoming people. Um, our, prog- our program is in Cotonou, which is the economic capital of the country. It's right on the coast. And it's a very busy city. You okay. know, most people get around by what are called zemijan or uh, motorcycle taxis. Zems, they're called for mm-hmm. short. Mm-hmm. And there are over 300,000 of them in the city. So if you can imagine the Zem drivers wear these yellow shirts and they're just zipping around the city. Mm-hmm. And so if you can imagine a teeming city that smells a little bit like gasoline because there's <laughs> all this, you know, because people are driving around in cars and Zems. and But also incredibly colorful because of the wax fabric that people wear everywhere and they make them into these incredible designs. It's just it's just a place that's filled with um, filled with smells and sounds and music to fill your senses. It's just a great place. And it's also a, a place that's known for its detail in historical images. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I know that much of the art, some of the, the bronze pieces that have traced Benin's history um, were for a long time held at the British Museum. And I think they've mm-hmm. actually finally loaned them back uh, to mm-hmm. their original owners. I, mm-hmm. At least I hope this is true. Um, so, And one of the things you're dealing with in your three days of art, culture, and ideas is printmaking. 
That's right. Yeah. Well, the reason that printmaking is involved in what we're doing over the three days is that we have offered a short residency, a kind of mini residency, to an artist who's Beninese, who's never been here before. Um, his name is Hector Sonon, and he's actually a noted political cartoonist, illustrator, and also painter. But when our two printmaking faculty members went to Benin this June and met many different artists to try to meet someone that they felt would be inspiring to their printmaking students, mm -hmm. they chose him. And I think it has as much to do with the way in which he, who became an artist under a political dictatorship, mm -hmm. a Marxist-Leninist dictatorship, found ways to be an activist through art, these mm -hmm. indirect means of pushing against the system. And I think that they felt that was a real match with our students who are very engaged socially and politically. And it also helped us create a kind of thread in terms of the programming throughout the festival because, of course, Angelique Kidjo, whom you mentioned at the beginning, mm -hmm. is also coming to speak precisely on that subject of the artist as activist. Of course, and we've known her to be for many years. Mm -hmm. and of course, she's a three-time Grammy winner winner as well and mm -hmm. a very very popular artist I I must say I'm very fond of her music so she'll be speaking and then you actually have the beam can you right. explain to us about the beam yes so Benin Internacional Musical is the name of a very fresh band a band of seven of Benin's best young musicians mm -hmm. um, who have never been to the United States they've Oh, they were only kind of put together as a band. They were each successful individually in their particular area, but they were only kind of put together as a band about a year ago, not long ago at all. And they're already getting all kinds of notice uh, all over Europe and North Africa. Exciting. They're traveling all over the place, but they've never been to the U.S. We happened to see them in their very first concert um, when we were in Benin two Januarys ago, I believe it was. And... Um, we thought immediately this is the band that we, we want the community and the surrounding public and our students to see because they have such a wonderful blend of the past, present, and I would say future because they blend voodoo sounds and Afro-funk and rap and gospel music into this blend that's just so fun. It's so much fun. They're just—they're going to have everybody up on their feet and dancing because they're just great. So, do so. you think we might be able to get a song out of Miss Could You as well? You never know. Uh, I will say that, um, insofar as it has taken a village to put this entire festival together, Angelique Kijo has done her share of supporting us behind the scenes to make sure that Benin International Musical, otherwise known as Beam, B-I-M, Beam, um, can make it here. And so well, that's very exciting because yes, yes. I was going to ask you if she had come to you or if you had pursued her to actually be part of this festival. Well, she had started to hear about what we were doing. I mean, one thing that's that exciting. is really great is that um, Benin is this tiny little country. And so for an American university to be making as much sort of noise as we are, uh -huh. word got out really quickly about the things we were doing. And, you know, even though there are a lot of American university programs in uh, Anglophone or English-speaking countries like Ghana, which is just two countries to the West, uh -huh. um, there is very little activity by American universities in Benin, and it seems to be 
something as simple as the linguistic impasse, that the official language or the language of education is French and not English. And it's too bad because, and we are boldly going in and just finding ways for our students to deal with the language impasse because Mm -hmm. it is such an incredible place and there's so much happening there. That's so exciting. You must be so proud of yourself for really, you know, seeing this through. And with your French background, of course, you've helped facilitate this. I mean, there's no question, Dr. Kern. No, pride's not the word. In fact, I was just watching a test screening in our Performing Arts Center of the transnational films um, that that our students made. Uh, in Benin and in Haiti this summer, and I cried after every single one, not because they're perfect films, but because what our students did is so incredible. So if I'm proud of anyone, I am really proud of our students. Mm -hmm. Most of our students, or many of our students, have never left the U.S. before. They've never Mm -hmm. been further than Mm -hmm. Florida, and we drop them in Benin or in Haiti, and then they go out and you know, cast children and film in schools and mm-hmm. go out on the water. To There's one film um, that is sponsored by sag International, Mary and Luke Hardy, and it's a film about how the environment is impacting a small community of people who live um, on the water, sort of like Venice, right? Oh, but only this is a place called Gonvier um, uh, that's a little outside of Cotonou. And, of course, their way of life, it, they live up on stilts and uh, in the water and you know their way of life is threatened by climate change yeah and um, our students boldly went out on the water and and found ways to interview this kind of reclusive community and um, how exciting yeah so I don't know pride I saved my pride for for these incredible purchase college I love it they're boldly going just like Star Trek this is this is very exciting to me (laughs) Um, of course I had to get that in Anne Kern, you know, I know you're a mother and, you know, you're an internationalist and you're an associate professor of cinema studies at Purchase. And look at what you're doing in African countries. How do you balance your life? Oh, again, it takes a village. You know, mm-hmm. I have a husband who's a real co-parent mm-hmm. who, you know, as I screamed out of the house this morning, was putting a beautiful breakfast on for my girls. We have some good babysitters. Um, both my mom and his mom travel from Wisconsin mm-hmm. uh, to help. And I have many, many friends who help out, pick up the girls. And then I also bring my girls with me as oh, much as I can. This is so exciting Ruth, on so yeah, many levels. My 10-year-old Ruth came with me to Cotonou this summer and and worked. She considers herself, I'm sure, a transnational filmmaker, too, because she was right there in the house. And I'm sure she will be. Yeah. Listen, I want to thank you, Professor Ann Kern, for your tireless work in this festival that's coming up. Everyone, please go to purchase.edu slash global festival for more information on celebrating Benin. That's September 27th through the 29th at Purchase College. And for more information on my podcast, please visit Center Stage with PamelaCoon.com or WGCH.com. Now let's go out with the music once again of Angelique Kidio in Born Under Punches from her Remain in the Light CD. Thank you so much, Anne, for being on Center Stage. Thank you for inviting me. This is Pamela Coon, and the curtain is now down on Center Stage. Don't you miss it, don't you miss it Some of your people just about missed it So we are need as well